Boom. Reactive. Previously on the Hardy and Sons podcast. God, these are awful. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> My goodness, what has happened? The woman asked. It says running towards them, but I imagine it originally said wobbling towards them. Yeah, that was probably rewritten. We just pulled this man out of the water, Frank explained. We saw your house. Bring him in, <laughs> boomed the father. Bring him right in. Uh, oh, we skipped the uh, from and from the orchard nearby. A burly man in overalls came forward. So that's yeah, this person, the lumberjack man. Bring him to me. Uh, so then we get into some weird. <laughs> this is the best East Asian <laughs> therapy done by the burly farmer at the burly <laughs> farmer's direction. Um, a lot of misplaced medical advice, um, and then some poor legal decisions. No wonder uh, everyone died so young back then. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder you got married at 11. Feeling good? Yeah. You ever seen Anger Management? No. Guz We've talked Brava. about it. It's an old Eskimo word that mothers use to calm their children. That was my best Jack Nicholson impersonation. It's not bad. It wasn't great, but you, it no, wasn't you've terrible. Got the, you've got the cadence down for yeah, sure. Yeah, it was there. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, I'm Jack Nicholson. Okay, worse. <laughs> you, you started here. I've gone here. down. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Well, you know, you got to go down. You got to get worse before you get better. I don't want That's to what my doctor keep, tells me. I don't want to keep harping every episode about the awards, but I think this is the final piece that I want to discuss about the awards. Oh, let's hear it. What do you got? It's going to take some work, but I feel like as part of the presentation, a short video should be played yeah. for each. Yeah. I think having a little vignette about the project, the people uh, for the award of the Hardy and Sons Podcast Award. And taken way too seriously too, right? Well, serious as shit. I mean, we should be in. I suits. was going to say it's not. It's not more seriously than it should be. Yeah, it is a. Serious it's a very thing. serious subject. Yeah. yeah okay. This is an. This is an yeah. award. This is an <laughs> honor. One person in the world. Whoa. Each season, only one person. Okay, will that's win pretty impressive. The Sean M. Hotley Award for Creative Excellence. Yeah. That's a that's a, a solemn occasion. And imagine the one person who finally wins the David C. Pitt Award. Yeah, unbelievable. It's going to be crazy. So with that level of importance, I think doing a video honoring the work of the individual or the organization. Yeah. And then I think on the David C. Pitt side of things, doing a single video that sort of touches on each of the nominees. Um, without actually touching on them. Without touching them. Yeah. But well, perhaps it is I only think we touching them. highlight them to an extent, have them describe themselves, and I mean, it, it's got to be kept vague. <laughs> I think I want you to go in feeling like you know them, but you don't know anything about them. See, I would say the opposite. Like you can you can get to know these people; they can really make their case. Yeah, but it just isn't clear what part of that case matters. <laughs> okay, I like that. I like that a lot. You know what the David C. Pitt Award is like. It's like a dad who never told his child that he loved him, but one day he does. You don't know when that day will be, <laughs> but it's not but it's not today. But it's not today. <laughs> exactly. It's never today. <laughs> but it will happen. 
one day. So this puts us in the place of we're going to need to produce some videos. Yeah. Which we're either going to need to do ourselves and swallow the cost or pay someone to do. Bless you. <laughs> yeah, that was a silent sneeze. That's good. I didn't want to get my juices everywhere. I appreciate that. Yeah. Because <laughs> there was a wind blowing, too. It would have gone straight to you. It would have been I, like a spritzer at the Six Flags. Thank you so much. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> genuinely uh, kind of you. Yeah. I appreciate that. <laughs> so that's my thought on the awards. I think it's showing a short, a short video honoring the honorees. Okay. I like this very much. I don't think that that would be out of line. It. And it's that we could produce it ourselves, or all of our friends are video people. And I they feel just bad asking at that. P- like this is going to be a, a a twice a year thing. Yeah, maybe just with the first one. Yeah, really yeah. Get things because moving. we don't have as much time to plan for it. Yeah, we only have fourteen <laughs> weeks. I mean, there. But that's fourteen it. weeks. Eventually, it's going to be thirteen it's weeks be after oh, thirteen. You don't weeks, have to tell me, man. Twelve, and then yeah. it's four, and then it's seventeen. You know, it just numbers and As letters a father, and stuff. People are always saying like it goes so fast, and it's yeah. true. Like I think about the moments I've shared with him and how quickly he's growing and and changing, and I think even more than that, these awards are just the precious moments are just screaming past my ears. Just yeah. Zoom. They're zooming gone. right past you, man. That's what happens. That's yeah. life. Yeah. And I treasure these more more than <laughs> yeah. my son. And you have to understand. Well, there's three of them. You know, you only got one child. There's three awards. And my son hasn't won any of them. He hasn't won a single one. He I didn't want to say been, anything. He hasn't even been nominated bring it for up, a David yeah, C. Pitt Award. You know, the problem is. He just knows he's loved, and the minute he knows he's not loved, then he can be nominated for the award. That makes sense. Yeah. The, the minute he's waiting for it. Exactly. That it's not obvious to him. Yeah. Okay. Then it comes. Okay. That's just how the David C. Pitt Award, you know, that's how it works. And should work. Yeah. That's that, uh, yeah. And he hasn't created anything spectacular. A few paintings, I guess, but they're very abstract. <laughs> and maybe that lack of appreciation is a reflection of me. So I see you take it, you take him to uh, painted with a twist. Is that what it's called? <laughs> is that is that or the painting with a twist? Is that like where you drink and paint? Yeah, nice. <laughs> it's just a sommelier just yeah. swishing around some wine. Kids' night at <laughs> those places is a blast. <laughs> oh no, no no, it's just grape juice, buddy. <laughs> Give him a paintbrush. Watch this. I bet those paintings sleeps, rock. He sleeps so sleeps well like a baby. Yeah, yeah, that's what they used to do. Stick their finger, get a knuckle's worth of what? Whiskey? Whiskey. Yeah, that's for teething. Horton, here's a whiskey. Horton, here's a whiskey. (laughs) (laughs) That's the children's book where Horton becomes an alcoholic. Yeah. (laughs) Horton keeps hearing who's in his head. (laughs) So now he has to hear the whiskey. That works out good, actually. Horton struggles to get his The psychological deep dive into Horton's... Psyche. I guess uh, DID issues. DID? Or I guess it would be more of schizophrenia. Because he's not a split personality. He's actually hearing these voices. Yeah, we're going with schizophrenia. Okay. Yeah. 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 Horton has a schizo. Nice. There's a good children's book in there. For sure. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Six and a half minutes we made it to the first spot where we needed a break. 
When we last left them, the boys heard ghost music. <laughs> Tinker's, yeah, old Tinker's ghost music. Old Tinker's ghost music. And I imagine it's just like, in my mind, it's this very creepy piano music. Something actually on the higher end. I find higher end a little bit scarier. But like, yeah, especially a little bit out of tune. It's easier to get out of tune. Just a bit out of tune. Yeah, yeah. It's an old piano. I was imagining with this ghost music that it is like a good old fashioned dance hall stomp. Like some okay. some sweeping, like some honky tonk on this oh, thing. Oh, okay. Some old cowboy music. Yeah. But just faint. Because that's why Tinker would say, like, it's Charlie's ghost, the old piano player. Like, that you're hearing sense. these yeah. old classic these saloon old tunes. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And so when we find out that the music is not that, I was less scared. Yeah. I was a little upset. Yeah. I was a little upset, so, but the reveal is great. <laughs> well, I guess uh, without further ado, that brings us to chapter seven. Seven, a rooftop, a rooftop struggle. struggle. It's a struggle for me to open the book there. Fine chapter title. Yeah, rooftop struggle happens about halfway through. Yeah, and it's the majority Fine. of the chapter after that. It's too. a big that struggle rooftop, on the rooftop. Yeah. It's it's definitely a struggle too. This there's is some high tension on the rooftop. This is one of the uh, one of the chapters where there's a, a fight scene, or you could call it some sort of yeah. physical altercation. There's a scuttle. A scuttle. Thank you. Yeah. And the direction is very difficult to to describe. Like, how do you yeah. describe someone's in a room and going to one part of the room or another part of the room? You haven't established like the window side, the this side, the that side. Right. So. It's it's just confusing. And then you're describing a roof and stairs and the this side and the that and side. Shingles and Franklin did a bad job here. Yeah, it was a really poorly written chase I was scene. really struggling to understand where people were, where they were going. Yep. What the 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 steepness of this roof was like. For it, real. Yeah. What's the danger here? It's yeah, it's it's difficult to understand, difficult to picture. Yeah, okay. That's a good point. And if Somebody starts a Patreon for us, and they get a thousand patrons. We'll do this scene. Oh my! We would kill this Produce scene the too. Whole thing. Yeah. With with your knowledge of geography, your <laughs> your blunt knowledge of it, it would be amazing. Thank well, you. You would know exactly where you're looking. Whether it was east, west, we'd have cardinal directions on every chapter, and we'd potentially win sentence. an award. It would definitely win an award. So here begins. The first of a few italicized words that I take issue with. Okay, I'm very excited about this. When you italicize a word, you're leaning on it a little bit. Yeah. Like, the call was coming from inside the the building. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Inside the building would be, inside the house would be in italics. Yeah. Like, you're leaning on it. Yeah. And so here, so... Oh, I didn't even even pick up on this. uh, The wind suddenly died down. Uh, and in the eerie silence, Frank and Joe heard the tinkle of the piano keys coming from the deserted dance hall. Joe murmured, here's one, italicized, here's one mystery we can solve tonight. I would have think that can would be italicized. Like, here's one mystery we can solve tonight. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. So it's a, it's a small thing. It's yeah, a small thing. It's I'm, a I'm good thing, out. though. I, but, I enjoyed it. But there's more. Of these, and, and this is really when I've started to notice. I don't know it was in the past chapters. Oh, uh, I have, have not. Uh, this makes me excited to reread this chapter now. All to right. look for these italicized words. Well, let's get on with it. Let's rock and roll. So the this is the first time 
Uh, moving lightly over the wooden sidewalk, the boys approached the dance hall entrance. The weird, tuneless music stopped. And that was the first time I was like, oh, wait. Tuneless? It's not music. Yeah. Because you can't have tuneless music, can you? Well, I don't know. That begs the question of what is music? I think can music is something music? with a tune. I don't know. If I went over and banged on a keyboard, it could be considered music, right? I've heard songs like that. I feel like it would have to have a rhythm or something to it. Like, there's going to be... What if I'm tone deaf, though? I don't have rhythm, which I don't. So I can't be a musician because I don't have rhythm? Okay. Good to know. Yeah, a little devil's in, in, advocate. Important for us starting a band. <laughs> I got it's rhythm. It's important that oh, I know that. I got rhythm. I'm rhythmatic. You know this. That as, movie, the rhythm section, was based off of me. As the namesake of the Sean M. Hotley Award for Creative Excellence, I obviously have fantastic rhythm. Well, yeah, you've got. I've listen. I've heard your band. I know your rhythm. I've seen your <laughs> your senior year photo of the death metal screaming. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah. With the face paint and everything. Yeah. You don't put on face paint like that if you ain't got rhythm. That's, That's very true. That's very true. <sighs> so, yeah, the rhythmless music, unfortunately. The tuneless music stopped. Maybe we've scared the spook away, Frank whispered half-jokingly. As if in an answer, the music started once more. Awesome. I like this, answering music. This, this time... time both the treble and bass keys of the piano sounded. Quickly, the Hardys drew flashlights. Now, hang on. Like Doodle Bob. Be- before the flashlights, though, this time both the treble and bass keys of the piano sounded. That, again, was that not happening before? Like, you've <laughs> said piano music playing. Yeah. They came the sound of piano playing. It sounds like... If you just hear like the highest keys of the piano, you wouldn't say like, "Oh, that's piano music." You would say like, "Oh, someone's pressing a key on the piano tunelessly, and okay, only yeah. the treble." Yeah, I don't know. They're, I f- I feel like they're and Megan Trainer we is assume. very upset about this piano right now. Yeah, but well, finally, there's at Thank least God inclusion the of the came bass. In. Yeah. So quickly, the Hardys drew flashlights from drew flashlights from their jacket pockets and stepped inside we hit on this every time but how big are these flashlights if they're fitting in jacket, or how big are the jacket pockets how big is the this is the notepad they have in their in their pockets if they're just drawing flashlights and are they going to even work genuine question at what point did like double a and triple a <laughs> like standard sized batteries become a thing oh Like 50s, maybe 60s, 50s. Is that when electronics were common? I don't know. Like I'd I, imagine I, I that's feel like when back the, then if you had a radio, the radio came out, but you plugged it into the wall. Oh yeah. Well, okay. Hold or on. would it have had like a big built-in, like a laptop has now, like a customized battery? Would you like buy a radio maybe. that was yeah. a battery-powered radio? That's a good question. I'm trying to think when the first would it radio be a shack powered come out? radio. Oh, yeah. Okay. You plugged it into the water. <laughs> Just hook it up to the sink. Throw it to the link to the lake. <laughs> said you said sink and oh, I went to I love link. this song. Turn it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every kid, they're like, look, they're dancing, but they're just getting electrocuted. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so they're looking around the interior. Music stops again. Uh, we get one beautiful sentence that stuck out to me. Um, 
describing the room, the room was sparsely furnished with a few rickety tables and chairs, heavily coated with dust. Ancient oil Ooh, lamp yeah. chandeliers festooned. Not a word you hear that often, festooned. No, it's a great one, too. Festooned with cobwebs dangled from the ceiling. I just thought that was yeah, it was a, beautifully a rare, written. colorful sentence. Yeah. It just had a nice flow to it, a good rhythm. Also, to look at cobwebs in a beautiful way. Yeah. Normally, I wouldn't describe a cobweb as does festooned. Fest- does festooned <laughs> have a connotation? Uh, it's decorative. It's a it it should usually be with Christmas, like like festooned festival. lights. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so to say the cobwebs were festooned is very interesting. That is interesting. Yeah, it's a beautiful way to look at it. It's like he was looking at cobwebs on LSD. He's seeing something we're not seeing. Wow. He sees the individual threadings, the color. They're moving with the wind. It's beautiful. It's amazing. Like it's snowflakes. Amazing. It's like little snowflakes. Yes, all bound, caught. At that moment, the piano resumed its tinkling. <laughs> I hate that he keeps using tinkling. Yeah, but that's better than the music resumed. That's, well, yeah, that's more descriptive. But tinkling I hate it to too. me is like it's it's just oozing. It's just paying. See, now I have. We're about to solve the the mystery of the piano here in a second, and I yeah. have a better a better option. Oh, I can't wait. It's okay, not so even, we'll no, swap it's not, it out. It's not even worth the oh. It's just if you're writing something. Yeah, this would have been better than what they did. That but, sounds. Uh, but let's let's very pull easy back to do. the veil. Uh, they see a dais, a raised dais at one end of the room, and on it stood a battered upright piano. The Hardys stared in astonishment as the music continued. The piano's playing by itself. Joe exclaimed. Yeah. <laughs> Ghost music, indeed. <laughs> yeah, definitely ghost music. Were those self-playing pianos a thing in this time period, yeah. by the way? Yeah, so why would they be shocked? That was exactly my point. Yeah. I was I, very confused about that. Because I was like, I've seen those in Westworld and a bunch of Western movies where yeah, they had stuff. Like, in like the, what, 1880s? Yeah. 1890s? Yeah. Yeah. Old player piano, they call them. So, well... We still have not yet revealed what you and I know. Oh, yeah. And that is they, uh, they look inside with their flashlights, and there's a sudden squeaking and twanging of wires. For, for Pete's sake, he burst out. Uh, the boys laughed heartily. Um, several rats scampered out of the piano, jumped down to the floor, and scurried away. Talented rats, Joe <laughs> So, this, this, this is, I have two issues here. One, what are the rats doing that would make them so routinely play so loudly? Well, yeah. Like a rat walking on piano wire, you would not be able to hear outside. Right. On a windy night through, like, Ben Tinker wouldn't be able to hear this in his shack <laughs> down the street. Like, that's, that's crazy. But, yeah, why wouldn't it just, like, have it still be rats? But it's an old player piano, and like as the rats walk inside, they're turning whatever wheel spins the scroll and plays the piano. So it's yeah. an actual old song, creepier, yeah, more curious rather yeah. than like there's the sound of a wire. You're not wrong, and the rats coming out is more of a jump scare then. Yeah, because we understand why the music is playing; it makes sense. And this one, everyone knows it's not a ghost. 
We know yeah. it's not a ghost. We're it's not, not scared by this. Yeah. 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 yeah they, they screwed up there. What's the uh, What's the change for tinkling? Like the word? Yeah. I think you can just say like the tune, the tuneful music. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're I thought you were gonna do a rat pun. No. Yeah, rats. I'm a little upset now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tail. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Mousefully. <laughs> yeah. It could be like the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, from the direction of the doorway, they heard the sidewalk creak. Now we're talking. Yeah, we're definitely. <laughs> they solve. They solve one mystery. There's rats in the sidewalk now. Yeah, yeah. piled up on it's top of each other. It's alligators this yeah. time. <laughs> Just gila monsters. <laughs> There's a komodo dragon on the steps. Oh, that should be this reoccurring joke that anytime they hear a noise, it is just some sort of like tremor or some prairie dog or <laughs> some uh, chud. A chud? A cannibalistic humanoid some underground cave dweller. Yeah, some spirit. <laughs> some gnome. <laughs> the ghost of old Charlie himself. Which I don't think it's cave. It's just dweller, underground dwellers. That's what it is. The boys whirled as a low, flat voice snarled. You kids have been asking for it. Oh, that was good. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. That was my snarl. Frank and Joe barely had time to glimpse ahead, masked by a ghost-like hood. My mind just keeps really reading Gorilla. The whole time I'm reading this, this gorilla man was mask? in a gorilla mask. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, to say it's a ghost-like hood with eye holes... That's a clan mask, my friend. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's a hundred percent. There's no doubt that that is uh, a clan. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they should have gone with the gorilla mask. Yeah, <laughs> it's the twenties. Yeah. Uh, then a gloved hand jerked into view, clutching a short-barreled revolver, the thumb cocking back the hammer. There was a spurt of flame coming from his burning cross. <laughs> Bang! A bullet whistled across the room and thudded into the piano, which I loved because in my mind it was this man who was tired of hearing this piano and he thought it was a ghost. So he came in just to keep shooting the piano. piano. Just ghosts! Ghosts! But unfortunately, I guess when it says you kids have been asking for it, that's not specific to the Hardy Boys. (laughs) Like that's just what he calls the piano. It's the ghost kids (laughs) playing the piano. It's like when you get in. What is the certain area? It's a train tracks. It's an old urban legend where you take a your car and you put powder on it. You park it on the train tracks, and after a certain amount of time, you see children's handprints appear. Because there was a bus that got hit by a train. I've never heard that before. Never heard of that. Uh, Well, it's an old uh, urban legend. Is a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Is well, it in the movie Urban Legend? It is not. Okay. And it's not in Urban Legend Final Cut either, the sequel. That's just as good. Or the third one, Urban Legend 3, Bloody Mary, which <laughs> is not good. They might have done a fourth one. I stopped watching. I saw the first one and couldn't finish it. I'm not a big scary movie guy, it's, as, yeah. as you know. But it's that opening one. scene, when that, guy, oh. when that guy stumbles out of the gas Someone's station. in the backseat. And he can't get it out because he's got a stutter. Oh, it's good. Yeah. It's a great, it's, great. it's actually a really well done opening sequence, too. Yeah. Visually, yeah. yeah. It's a good movie. You should watch it. Tara Reed's in it. Okay. Yeah, when was the last time you heard Tara Reed? Let that one sit in for a second. I hear that a lot. 
as somebody who used to play saxophone, uh, there would be times you would tear a reed. I would tear a reed. <laughs> <laughs> they don't last forever. Sometimes they get torn. That is great. I'm glad that that naturally just happened. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> This is going to be a good spot before we get into the the rest of this. Where to this the big chase. bullet ends up? Yeah, we're about to. It's going to get heat. Yeah, get heated up in here. Yeah, watch out, Val Kilmer's on his way. We got Pesh, not Pesci, Pacino. Sizemore. God, I couldn't think of his name. We got Sizemore. Yeah, it's going to be a good night. It's going to be a great night. Here we go. Yeah. With that, the boys took a break. As the echoes of the shot died away. Oh, I'm sorry. Bang! Bullet whistled across the room, thudded into the piano. That's where we stopped. Yep. Uh, Hardy's dived from the dais. Snapping off their flashlights, which I ah. think is a, that's a cool instinct that they both had. My dais. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm a dais. Ah, my dais. <laughs> as, as Mozart played from the piano. Yeah, <laughs> okay, I'm with it. It works, I think. Crashing into the tables and chairs below. Uh. As the echoes of the shot died away, Frank picked up a broken chair and hurled it, hurled it yeah. in the general direction of the gun flash. <laughs> Just picks up the chair. Was he Mike Dicka? <laughs> I don't know. I think he threw things. I don't know. I don't watch sports. How close are you? Because I'm an able-bodied guy. Yeah. Realistically, I could throw a chair eight feet. Eight feet? Like enough to hurt. Like, if you're if if we're on opposite sides of this deck here, I could probably throw a chair and hit you. Twelve yeah. feet. I'll yeah. say twelve feet. You take a step back. You are in no danger. The chair's gonna <laughs> hit the ground and slide. I'm into gonna you, catch maybe. the chair at that point with one hand. Yeah, amazing. With my mouth. Oh my god. Yeah, like Rob Just Schneider like and the animal. Duck. <laughs> 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 He's an actor. He is an actor, Just yeah. Just like Steven Seagal. Just like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, Stevie Seagal. I'm glad he made a comeback. Uh, you want to take it here? As the echoes of the shot died away... Oh, wait. Sorry. Next, next. We just so did close. that one. Yeah, I'm right underneath it. There was a grunt as the chair connected. Then the Hardys could hear the gunman's feet scraping across the floor. He was stalking them in the darkness. This has a lot of potential to be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with the next paragraph. The boys separated instinctively to divide his attention. Frank crept off to the right and Joe to the left. So these instincts are awesome. Yeah. You're in a pitch black room. You got uh, chairs and things around. You got somebody with a gun. You've separated. You get to work together now to like... When you when you notice the gunman's like going for the other one, you can make some noise and distract. Yeah. You can throw something to a totally different side of the room and draw their attention over there. You can absolutely yeah, it's like a tension filled game of Marco Polo. Oh, exactly. Yeah. You've got the element of surprise and chaos and confusion. Yeah. This is going to be awesome. They are going to just torment this person and absolutely use their their brotherly connection to bring this person down. To distract them until one can get close enough to grab them, yeah. rip off that hood, take the <laughs> gun. This is going to be sweet as hell. Let's go. Read that next paragraph. <laughs> Let's go, boys. Get him. Suddenly, Frank sprang to his feet. Now we're talking. Let's go. In two long strides, he reached the window and leapt through it into the darkness outside. <laughs> 
Brandon's Joe alone in the dance hall <laughs> with, the, with say, a gunman. He didn't even say he lifted up the window. He just went straight through the glass. Yeah, left through the window. <laughs> More impressive. Crash bang, italicized, but rightfully so. Uh, there was no glass in the window, but Frank's weight had carried away the cross pieces of the frame. He landed feet first. That is amazingly impressive. Yeah. Joe, uh, Frank, like a cat, lands on his feet. <laughs> Joe falls into space when given the opportunity. <laughs> different boys. Different boys. Wait, different boys. Different different parents. <laughs> uh. Uh, a moment later, he saw a figure struggling through the window, grunting with the effort. The now, masked man. Well, before the masked man... I thought for a moment, like, <laughs> is it Joe? Is Joe coming out? He's caught in the spider webs. He's festooned in the webs. Oh, man. <laughs> Just like when Joe tried to get out of the graveyard and the burrs caught him. He, now it's his turn to come out the window and he's just, a vine comes out of nowhere. Come on! <laughs> Dang it! Entire window is gone. He took the frame. He took everything <laughs> with him. It's so wide. Joe's still <laughs> stuck. So, uh, uh, to your right, Joe, you're walking into the wall. And you guys are next to the door. <laughs> if you crash out onto the sidewalk, that's where the door is. Uh, but again, this this is where like all this doesn't make sense. Like, because they said Joe went left, Frank went right. Yeah. What does that mean? You're in a, a room which we've been given no direction. It's circular. You could have said, like, Frank went toward the window to abandon his <laughs> brother. Joe retreated into a corner to be trapped. <laughs> Instead, we get left and right. Instead, we get left. Oh, man. Masked man emerges from the window. Absolute top of 60. Oh, okay. There. Frank dashed around the corner of the dance hall. When he reached the back, he skidded to a halt at a high fence that was blocking his way. Hearing the gunman's steps behind him, Frank vaulted the fence and fell in a heap on the other side. A heap of what? A heap of boy. <laughs> a heap he's of a, boy? He's a heapsman. Oh, he's a, a heapsman. He becomes a heap. <laughs> He, he did not fall into a heap. He fell he into fell. being a heap. Yes, he okay. fell as a heap. I see what you're there saying. It there it is. Nice. I like this. I like that he just vaults this fence. Yeah. But That's I'm, awesome. I'm confused by the next thing. Gunman le leaped a moment later. Frank held his breath. He could see the man silhouetted against the dim light of the sky, then darting off into the darkness. Yes. So, so he did they leaps. not leap at the same place? No, he leaped into midair and just completely defied any gravity and started walking in the air. Meanwhile, Frank, like one of those little toys that's like a, a deer and then you push the button in the bottom and it just collapses. Yeah. Have you seen this? Yeah. That's what Frank did in <laughs> midair is he just heaped himself. But so did this guy essentially jump over Frank and then run? Like was... Was this like the classic put a, you know, a sheet dangling out the window and then hide in the closet? Ah, perhaps. Yeah. Or was this guy in the darkness just like, hey, he's not here. There's just that heap. 
<laughs> Let's hop go. that heap. Hop, <laughs> hop the heap and ho. I mean, honestly, when you got all that adrenaline running, you're going to want to test your abilities as an athlete. Like, if you're in a foot chase with a cop or something like that, you're going to see a fence and say, oh, yeah, I can jump that. This is where I test my athletics. I've trained for this. Oh, yeah. Running from the cops, I'd be like, oh. I'm going to leap that fence, and then I'm going to heap so hard. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to heap like you've never you never been heaped. The, <laughs> the judge is talking to you. Sir, what were you doing that night? I was just trying to heap the fence. <laughs> you were trying to heap the fence? Yeah, I'm just trying, trying to heap, heap it. it. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Heaping it. I was I was heaping that night. A uh, uh, heap scooting buggy. Uh, have you seen the movie Heat? <laughs> Similar, but this is heap. <laughs> With Sal Vilmer. Pal Cacino. Alan Cappuccino. Yeah, there you go. That's there you good. go. It's good. Yeah. Tim size less. He's <laughs> <laughs> a really thin man. <laughs> What's his size? No one knows. Robert De Niro, yes. <laughs> Bobby De Niro's? <laughs> uh, yeah, I like that one way too much. De Niro, yes. It's good stuff. Why are you so nice? Why are you so negative, Robert De Niro? Well, Robert De Niro, yes. <laughs> you think he's ever said that if someone's like, you know, did you want cream? The near yes. Do you read Deadline.com? Nope. I don't know what that is. Oh, really? I thought you would. Deadline.com is like Hollywood news and like when a script is sold to somebody like they ah. always write about it on there. Nope. Um, but the movie Yes Man with Jim Carrey yeah. was originally going to be Robert De Niro. But because of his last name, they went with someone else. <laughs> Because it was too negative, <laughs> they couldn't. They couldn't book De Niro. De Niro. De Niro. No, the yes man. I'm just now realizing that his name doesn't have no. No, it, yeah, it's De Niro. <laughs> this whole joke. Yeah, has been it's it's totally wasted. Based now you have to do a rowing machine joke. What's the opposite of rowing? Paddling. Paddling. Yeah. De Niro paddle. <laughs> <laughs> Or he could be just somebody who's like kind of into painting a bunch, like houses and stuff. Yeah. Um, and it could be Robert Veneiro. Ooh, that's good. It could also just be Robert Money. De Niro? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Robert, Robert Money Wampum. in Spanish. <laughs> Robert Spanish Money. Roberto. Roberto. There it is. He's got it. I'm rolling ours today. You better watch out. Frank jumped up and dashed into a ramshackle building that stood next to the dance hall. But the hooded man evidently had spotted the boy's move, for Frank heard steps pounding in pursuit. Ooh. Without hesitation, he raced through the front door and out onto the slippery, snowy sidewalk. Okay. There was no time to find cover. The gunman was hot on his heels. <laughs> in desperation, Frank ran straight down the open street as he sped along. He wondered what had happened to Joe. <laughs> What did happen to old Joe? Whatever happened. Uh, I bet Joe's still caught in that window. I used to have a brother, I think. <laughs> and that was the... Here comes Richard Dreyfus to start narrating. And that was the last time I ever saw Joe. <laughs> I'm Richard Dreyfus. <laughs> Binary load lifters. <laughs> <laughs> 
Just ahead. Oh, wait. No, I skipped. It's fine. Flinging a glance over his shoulder, and I love that, flinged it. Frank saw the hooded gunman raise his arm to fire. Zing! The bullet whistled past <laughs> Frank's head and ricocheted off a metal store sign. That's decent writing. That's high octane. That's very high octane. I like the zing. Yeah. Zing! The, I, like I zing paused, I pause on the zing, but then when it hits a metal sign, I'm like, okay, totally yeah, makes sense. But zing. shouldn't it be like a uh, kapow and then zing? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it should. Unless the gun firing immediately ricocheted, like as in it ricocheted out through the barrel. They shot it backwards into the gun. It hit the back of the gun and then shot out. And then shot out. That yeah. makes sense. It's like that Mr. Freeze. Makes sense. It's like Mr. What? Freeze. The oh. ride at the Six Flags. Go. Yeah. Right. I'm here now. Yeah. Sometimes you shoot out backwards. Some sh- sometimes you shoot out forward. They change it up. You know? Give the people what they want. So we've been going beat by beat through this chase so far. Yeah. And now it starts to get just muddy. Oh, very muddy. And I feel like we could skip pages upon pages by saying Frank runs across the street to a hotel. Yep. Which just ahead to the left was an old hitching rail. Frank recalled that it stood in front of the ghost town's abandoned hotel, which is a strange thing to recall. A strange (laughs) thing to be able to notice in the dark. This is a moonlit night. Yeah. They can't see anything. And he, he sees a piece of wood and he's like, hey. (laughs) <laughs> a hitching post <laughs> across from the old hotel in the abandoned part of town. <laughs> okay. You didn't see the old hotel? You didn't see the large building? You saw the plank of wood across the street and realized where you were? <laughs> okay, man. <laughs> but he runs into the building, up the stairs, onto a balcony, and then he's out of options, so he climbs up onto a roof. Yeah. Hence Bad idea. the struggle. Yeah, here comes the rooftop struggle. Which, by the way, yes, this is about to be a fight on the rooftop, but any time I have been on a roof, it has been a struggle. I don't have good roof experience. That's fair. Yeah. I have a very steep roof here at my home, and I've been on top of it a few times. Yeah. It is a struggle. It's always a struggle. No one's even bringing a gun up at me. Like, just <laughs> being on a roof is a struggle. And this is where they don't really say, like, what kind of roof. It's uh, the overhanging roof. That that's all we have. Yeah, we know it's, it's an overhanging roof with shingles. Yeah. Is all I got. And uh, and he f- swings himself onto the rear slope, so it isn't a flat roof. It is a slope, and it's overhanging. Yeah. And he somehow climbs onto an overhanging roof, which is really, really difficult. Really difficult. Yeah. And then it's sloped. he might have still had that that vault. He might have just pole vaulted up to it. Ah. Yeah. From the fence. From the fence, yeah. He leaped it. He leaped it. He heaped himself on the roof. He heaped again. Yeah, he's a roof heaper. He's a heapsman. You know this. The grim heaper. <laughs> you say the grim heaper? I did yeah, say the that's grim good. heaper. Yeah. And that that isn't going to get a pause. We're going to discuss it. That's yeah, we it definitely was. need to discuss that one. Grim that's heaper. good. Thank you. <laughs> um, his, uh, his He heaps with the sickle. Quarry, which they keep using. Yeah. As someone you're chasing, a quarry. It was in the last chapter, it was in this chapter too. I've never yeah. heard that before. 
Yeah. A query would be a, like a question you're trying to get answered. Yeah, outside of a rock quarry. I, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm trying to think if I've ever heard quarry used in any other way. Quarrel would be to argue. Yeah, and squarrel would be something that I talk to on the weekends. Yeah, and like Carl would be a, <laughs> a character on The Walking Dead. <laughs> or just a guy. Uh, yeah, when you got a guy here, who likes French fried taters. Here, yeah, when you got here, there was grass being cut. Being cut by a guy named Carl. Oh, was it really? Yep. Who would just so often snarl mm-hmm quarry we went from quarry <laughs> to snarl being the best joke to make we're talented guys it's a wonder why most of the people who end up at our live show won't have listened to these yeah segments. so strange yeah uh so then there's this whole thing where like after frank clambers onto this overhanging sloped roof He's climbing up the roof. Yeah. And then the the gunman starts doing the same and Frank's like, Oh wait, the gunman's coming up here. I should go down should there go down. Yeah. and get him while he's in this weird climbing transition <laughs> from balcony onto the roof. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, whatever you want to try, bud. So down he goes. <laughs> uh and Frank slithered toward him across the slippery shingles. By I now, that. the man had one leg up over the roof and was groping for the gun in his coat pocket. And uh, we've touched on gun safety a handful of times yeah. uh, in this book. You don't keep a gun in your coat pocket. No, it's loaded, too. It's yeah. ready to run. Holster. Yeah. Holsters exist where they aren't going to put pressure on the trigger. Don't yeah. stuff this thing <laughs> into your pocket next to your flashlight. Yeah. Are you crazy? Next to your, he's got an entire like pocket full of fingers too. <laughs> just because he's got like maybe maybe he's got an artificial hand. He just carries around spare parts for it, which would be phalanges. So his pocket is full of phalanges. Pocket full of phalanges. This is my the bare naked ladies album. Mm. <laughs> I got a pocket, got a pocket full of phalanges. phalanges. He's got a pocket, 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 pocket full of phalanges. That's good. Yeah, see that? I have no rhythm. <laughs> Uh, so as he's, uh, Frank's thinking grimly, quote, I won't be able to reach him in time, end quote. Oh, wow. Yeah. The- but then he heard steps racing up the stairway to the balcony, and this newcomer is evidently pulling on the gunman's leg. Yeah. So somebody, a third person, who is not on, on the same team as the gunman, has joined the fight. Yeah. It is a mystery as to who this person is. And he's just gnawing at a leg. When they say he's pulling on, he's got his teeth Chomping just wrapped on, around that, on that denim, beef. and he's chawing the beef. Oh my he's god! He's chawing the beef, and he's pulling. Could he's be pulling Chet. hard. Could be Chet. Oh my! Yeah, we haven't gotten Chet really. But uh, then the gunman uh, sort of falls and throws up his arm, and uh, the force of this action caused him to lose his grip, and the gun arced through the air, hit the rear part of the roof. Again, we have no concept of what the rear part is versus the other parts that they're yeah. on um and bounced off it didn't yeah. fire didn't misfire at all yeah thankfully so frank saw him clutch frantically for the gutter the man caught it hung suspended for a moment then swung over to the drain pipe and slid down down to the ground this is straight out of good burger is it yeah when they're trying to shimmy up the straw they gotta shimmy up the shake and then get to the straw and then go down the straw into the belly of the beast, which is Mondo Burger. Gotcha. Yeah. To, to, to visit Kurt. And Kurt is both your mother and your father. I'm trying to think of what scene I'm imagining 
where somebody like gets a quick breakaway and like they start to run and then they have just like superhuman strength that no one was expecting where they just climb and leap away and it leaves people slack. Hancock with Will Smith. No. No. I am legend with Will Smith. No. Bad Boys 2 with Will Smith. That might be it. Independence Day Resurrection, or whatever the second one was called, without Will Smith. That's it. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking of. Okay, that's what I thought. Uh, Insurgents? What is the second one called? Independence Day 2? Reckoning? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I never saw it. It wasn't good. I don't see a lot of movies. Yeah, it's not one to watch. Uh, oh, yeah. Frank, are you all right? It was, Joe. Yeah, this is another italicized <laughs> thing that I have where it's like... There was, it was never established that he thought it might be Joe. Yeah. So you can't be like, oh, it was it Joe was after Joe. all. Like, it obviously was Joe. Maybe italicized Joe. Like, it was Joe. Joe. But yep. still, this is the obvious answer. So you could just, with no italics, say it was Joe. It was definitely Joe. I mean, someone's Confirmed. biting at a man's leg. It's going to be Joe. It's going to be Joe. Yeah. You ever seen him drink water? He's just biting at it. Biting it's at impressive. it with his head on the ground, yeah. chawing on legs. <laughs> He's a dog. He's definitely a dog. Joe is the what dog of the twist. family. What a Shyamalan <laughs> twist. End of the series we found out all along. Joe's a dog. Joe's a dog. Joe's been a dog the whole time. It's like Frank. It's just a, a, a crappy rewrite of Tintin. Yeah. Where Frank is Tintin. Oh. This explains all like the cuddling at night. The constant eating. And it's not as uncommon for Joe to be without clothes as he gets yeah. in water and stuff like that. Joe's a dog. Joe's a dog. Wow. Should have known it. Wow. We should have known it this whole time. Rhyme okay, Joe the dog uh, said back quickly. As quickly as possible. Um, so they jump down. They try to find this guy. This guy runs some distance ahead to the inhabited part of Lucky Load. Goes behind the general store. Uh, then they hear a door closing. <laughs> Did you hear something? Yes, sounded like a door closing. This is the same. This is the same kid who heard Mozart being played by rats. Though you can't really trust him. And he also thought they sounded good. Yeah, he tipped them. Yeah, just put a dollar in the little. Yeah, cup he went and over. He, he saw Willard sitting in the corner. Willard. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> They go around to the front of the general store. Door's locked. Frank knocks. Nothing. So Frank keeps knocking. He keeps hammering on the door. That's good. At last, there was a response. From inside came the call. Just a minute. Hold your horses. Presently, a light showed, and a moment later... Jim Burke came to the door holding an oil lamp. He had pulled on a bathrobe over his long underwear. Nice. Yeah. That's a frontiersman. <laughs> I imagine the bathrobe is tucked into the long underwear. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. Makes his legs look great. Wow. Yeah. Such calf They're definition. so big. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like the goalie from the big green. It's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. It's full circle. What's, well, all, the what's all the excitement about? about? Yeah, look at us at the he same said with time. With two voices. 
<laughs> if we didn't mention, this uh, character is played by Greg Kinnear and Matt Damon. And his pants oh, are stuck on himself. Yeah, stuck, stuck on, on you. Stuck on you, baby. I don't know if it's any good. It's been a while since I've seen it, but I remember being good. But I fully endorse it. Um, so he says, uh, they, they tell him what happened. Nope, haven't seen or heard anyone except you two, says Burke. Could the fellow we're after have slipped in your back door? Joe asked. Not a chance, Burke replied. I sleep right in the back room. As Burke spoke, the front door suddenly burst open and Bob Doge, Bob Doge strode in out of the windy darkness. Frank and Joe stared at him. Dodge's outer garments were wet with snow and his coat sleeves and trouser legs were covered with burrs. <laughs> Scene. End of chapter. I yeah. don't know why burrs are so <laughs> dramatic to them. Like, they're in the woods. I laughed so hard. Like, that's your cliff. And I get it. It's because Joe was covered with the burrs, so maybe it was Bob that's been following them this whole time. If that's what they're looking at. Could be. But what a dumb cliffhanger. For a man to be covered in burrs. And this is, again, clearly written by an an East Coast city dweller who, like, oh, I I would hate to go out in the woods and get burrs all over my clothes. (laughs) Could you imagine? Burrs? Burrs, you say? Sheila, burrs (laughs) on my clothing? Deburr this. Deburr it. What is this here, Sheila? What is this? Franklin, it's nothing. I just washed your clothing. This looks like a Come look at this. Tell me this isn't a burr. <laughs> there are no burrs around. <laughs> Frankly, it's just a crinkle in the pan. A crinkle? Yes, the size of a burr. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what the burr would want you to think. Tis but a crinkle. Look at it. It's in the water. <laughs> this it's a burr made. <laughs> <laughs> You know why I dislike the winter, Sheila? No, Franklin, why? Mermaid. Because I get all the burrs. So that's what you say when you're cold. I like it. It's good. good. Should have left that mermaid. I mean, that was definitely the peak, but it's not like we plummeted You have to have the that. come down. Yeah, yeah you got to peak fine. and come down the mountain. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of more. More yeah. burrs? I got burrs all day. Hamburgers. Pretty good. Hamburgers. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Burr Murray. <laughs> it's not good. Was it supposed to be Bill Murray? Yeah. But you just changed Bill to Burr. It's Burr and Murray. Okay, maybe we yeah. should have stopped. Yeah, Burr Murray. <laughs> Come on, it's not bad. So I hadn't, I hadn't paused to think about somebody chasing them still. Yeah. And that could be Bob Doge. Yeah. Where he is still innocent, and he's just covered with burrs because he was following them, not that they've been chasing <laughs> him. Yeah. Because <laughs> as I read this, it was like, Bob Doge is the guy that they've been... Like, he's covered with burrs because they had just chased him through the woods and all that. Yeah. But it could have been the opposite, where Bob Doge was also trying to figure out what's happening here. I think that's what's going on. And, you know, you know, with, with all the burrs... On yeah, on Bob Dodge's clothes. I feel like yeah. someone should get this man just a a big old block of 
Parmesan cheese to grate. Mm. Because I have a feeling they're all going to sit down and, and masticate some spaghetti in Chapter 8. Mm. <laughs> masticate is italicized. Masticate is definitely italicized. That was original content from Boom Reactive.